0: Hi, everyone. I'm Cindy Stewart, and welcome to my podcast. Each week, we will talk about how to live our lives in God's fullness. My goal is to encourage, equip, and empower you. I have included show notes that highlight the points of this message. You can also find all the information on my website, cindy-stewart.com. I am so excited about sharing this journey with you, so let's begin. Uh, Pastor Gene and I felt like we both had a word for this Sunday, so we're going to do a little in tandem. He's going to start and then I'm going to end. And it's funny, uh, we both talked and we were both kind of like, well, this is what we're thinking. But as we put it together, our messages, we hadn't even shared what we're sharing, but our messages, he sent me his uh, title, our messages are going to be uh, dovetail each other. Isn't that the way the Lord is? So in fact, in, in some of the prayer that we've been praying, I thought, oh, that's in my message. Oh, that's so good. So God is so faithful to speak to all of our hearts uh, in unison about what's on his heart. So I'm going to mute all of us except for G, and then he can get started, and we will go from there. Thanks, guys.
1: Hey, I appreciate y'all coming on today. And um, really, uh, uh, this, this whole week, I've really been kind of praying about uh, uh, what, What the Lord wanted me to share. I've been uh, reading in the Book of Acts and just kind of, uh, you know, looking at that. You know, guys, uh, the Book of Acts isn't finished being written. Amen. It's still being written today. And, uh, uh, man, if we could uh, encapsulate the, uh, uh, you know, in in writing all that God is doing, what God is saying through His prophets, what God has, uh, the mighty signs and wonders that have been taking place in this time and season how God has been supernaturally guiding his people what he's been revealing in this hour it would be exciting to see and kind of want to talk about that just a little bit you know we have uh uh, the blessing of of technology not only to be able to uh, do a service like this but uh you know we're we're speaking to people in, in in many different areas I have a friend uh tawny up in kentucky that is on on the uh zoom with us uh we got greg down in dallas and just let us know where you're listening from that would be great but uh i want to read to you out of uh mark chapter 2 beginning with verse 18. It says, the disciples of John and of the Pharisees were fasting. Then they came and said to him, why do the disciples of John and of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, can the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? And as long as they have the bridegroom with them, they fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment or else the new piece pulls away from the old and the tear is made worse. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins or else the new wine bursts, the wineskins and the wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined, but the wine must be put into new wineskins. And you know, when I look at this, uh, when I look at this text and I look at it within, within the context in which it was written, Jesus, the, the, we put the focus on the wineskin, the new wineskin, the old wineskin, the new wine, the old cloth, the new cloth. But I believe that Jesus was referring to timing. And, you know, it says, it, it, it says that the sons of Issachar uh, knew how to discern the times and the seasons so that they could tell Israel what, they were, what the will of the Lord is, what they were supposed to do. And and, uh, you know, and Paul himself said that uh, we're to redeem the time, that we're to make the most of the time because the days are evil. But, but guys, we need to know what time it is. I want to talk about that just a little bit, about, uh, about how to be that new wineskin. The reason many of us are operate, have operated as an old wine skin is because we don't know what time it is. We don't really know what season that we're in. And even now, you know, during this season of this uh, global pandemic, uh, I, st- I think we're just really beginning to get a, a clue. We're beginning to get an understanding of the time and season we're in. And one of the things that I sense and I feel is that we are actually in a time of preparation for something else. I believe that that we, that as we uh, have had to adjust to how we relate how we how we operate those of us that are still working we have to we've had to adjust how we work uh the the way we do church has, has had to change the way we relate with our families has had to change my daughter Emily Bundy has you know she's going to be doing her classes uh, uh, virtually you know it's, it's a totally different thing for her my goodness if I had to do something like that I probably would have to skip my freshman year of high school because I would I'd just be totally lost but uh, we're in a different time but I believe that there are times and seasons that are yet ahead of us that this time is preparing us for And so we've got to be really willing and able to become that new wineskin in this time and season. You notice that in the conversation that Jesus is having, he's, you know, the the, the disciples of John and and the Pharisees are coming to Jesus and and says, Hey, we fast. How come your disciples aren't fasting? And Jesus began to address them. The necessity and the, and the plan of God for that time and season, that while the bridegroom is with, is is with them, that they're not able not going to fast, but there will come a time that they will. We need to understand the time and season that we're in, and we need to learn how to respond properly to that time, and and, and to understand that. It says over in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, it says, but know this, in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure, Rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such people turn away. You know, he he, he's saying that that in the last days perilous or dangerous times will come. Well, hello everybody, (laughs) here we are. Dangerous times have come. Uh, I mean, you know, I've never I've seen I was over at. with uh, uh, Russ over at uh, at Hopeville yesterday, and I never saw so many people with masks It, it was amazing uh, and, and it's amazing even the masks that we have I mean they're you, you might as well you might as well wrap your face in toilet paper if you have any because that's about how how effective they are against this thing but guys uh, you know I, 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 people are aware of the danger of the uh, of of the critical uh, 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 obedience to uh, stay-at-home orders, safer home orders, uh, social distancing, all of that, because they realize the danger that's in these times. We have a a, a, uh, a administration in our government that is very aware of the danger in our times, and they're in they're working, you know, round the clock to. Uh, to uh, uh, supply people with what they need, to prepare people with the information that they, that they need. And that, and that information is changing and updating every day. But it says in these last days, it, it, one of the things I wanna point out, it talks about those that have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof, a form. And I think of a form, I don't know how many of you guys have ever worked with concrete maybe you've uh, poured a a concrete patio or a sidewalk or something like that. What do you use to pour that concrete into? First of all, you put a form. Maybe you uh, surround that with some two by fours or, or or whatever so that you could have a form that the concrete can be poured into. So it will take the form of what you want it to look like and how you want it to be designed. And that way, when the concrete sets, it will set according to the form that it was put in. Folks, there are mindsets that have been stuck in a form. And we've become hardened in a form. It says here, a a form of godliness. See, the disciples of John and the Pharisees at that time, they were in a form. They were stuck in a form. And, And they didn't, they couldn't, they couldn't understand why was Jesus' disciples operating one way and they were operating in another way they didn't understand the time that we were in they were in they were stuck in a form i'm telling you god is challenging us in this hour to become a new wine skin he is teaching in this hour how to become a, a, a new wine skin he is he is literally destroying our forms he is shutting down our forms. And he say, he's, he's saying, turn away from those forms. Turn away from those wineskins and begin to embrace what I'm saying. Have an ear to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying in this hour, as it says over in the in the seven letters in the book of Revelation to the different churches. Every time he addresses overcoming, how being an overcomer, if you do these things, you, if, uh, uh, you will overcome. But if, every time he addresses it, he says, let him that has ears to hear hear what the Spirit is saying. Folks, if we're going to be a new wineskin, if we're not going to be stuck in a form, we have got to have that flexibility of the new wineskin. We've got to be able to break out of our forms. And the way we do that is by having ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And And as many of us have been you know, we, we've been kind of isolated and separated from people, uh, for the, uh, unlike how we normally are in our daily routine, you know, we we need, we're going to be listening to something. Amen. We're going to be listening. And I'm hoping that we're listening to the voice of the Lord in this hour, that we're shutting in with him, that we're hearing what he is saying. And not only what he's saying to us individually, but what he is saying to the body corporately, as it says over in, um, in 2 uh, in Chronicles twenty twenty, it says, so they arose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa, and they went out, and Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah, and, o- and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets, and you shall prosper. We're not We're not only in a season, we need to be able to hear the voice of the Lord, but we need to be able to hear the voice of the Lord through his prophets at this time, through his servants and through his handmaidens. We, I believe that we're going to see that we're in a time of increased prophetic utterances, increased prophetic declarations, increased prophetic visions and dreams. God is speaking to his people in this hour. Listen, we we live it in the time just as Moses said said Lord would that all of your people were prophets. Would that all of your people could would come into your presence and hear your voice. We're living in that time folks. We're living in perilous times. And and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be an alarmist. I'm not a doom and gloom preacher, but i tell you what, folks, I have woken up and I have smelled the coffee in this hour. We are in a time that we need to hear what the voice of the Lord is saying. Thing. We need to have our spiritual headsets on. Glory to God. Amen. But all, not only that, we need to turn on our microphones. Amen. We need to unmute our voices and declare what God is saying in this hour. And we've got the means to do that. I don't know what things are going to look like when we come out the, un, the other side. Yes, I believe the church will be stronger. Yes, I believe our nation will be stronger. But imagine if we had a season that we couldn't meet like this. I mean, there are totalitarian governments right now where people can't meet like this because they're monitoring that. They're looking at what's going on on the internet. They're looking at what's going on on social media. People, you know, people in other countries have gone on social media that were medical professionals in China, and then the next thing we know, they're, they've been assassinated. They've been, they've been executed. They're dead. I'm not saying we're coming to that, but folks, we need to be able to understand what God is saying in the hour that we're living in, and we need to follow his voice, and we need to be able to respond, not react. Jesus didn't live in reaction to what the devil was doing. He he lived in response to what the father was saying. He lived in response of what he saw his father doing. We need to be able to hear and to see what the what the father is saying and what the father is doing in this hour. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so excited that the church in so many places, they're responding in this hour and they're, and they're moving uh, with direction. They're listening to the Lord. Yesterday I was watching on Facebook live. It was a, a, a church over in, um, um, um Over in East Hillsborough County, Plant City—that's where it was—and they were having drive-in church. And I thought, I wonder how they do this. And I saw that the pastor was standing outside in the parking lot. He, you know, he had his microphones and all of his technology. And as he was preaching, instead of people saying "Amen," they were beeping their horns. I thought that was really cool. I mean, everybody was sitting in their cars, you know, and if they, you know, if one person really was blessed by something, they, you'd hear beep, but man, when the pastor really got to roll when he got the floor and you hear beep, 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 I mean, it was just beeps all over the place. It was, a, it was an exciting thing to watch, but folks. We're living in a time where we need to hear what the Lord is saying, and 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 we need to make the most of that time, redeem the time, as the apostles uh, Paul says, because the days are evil. We need to make the most of this opportunity. You know, it's the, it's the what's the old saying? Carpe diem. Amen. Seize the day. I believe that the church that is hearing the voice of the Lord is seizing the day in this hour. Not like not like the politicians are. Not like the media is, where they're trying to seize it for the for for, for their own gain and for their own uh, manipulating of the masses, but we're going to seize the day that the word of the Lord will go forth, that the power of God will be released, amen, glory to God, that we'll be able to even seize the day to connect with one another in a, in a in a way we never have, uh, you know. I have one of the things I have seen amongst the body of Christ. I've seen a, a watchfulness. I've seen a caring. I've seen a compassion for one another. A reaching out to one another. And and, and and folks, we haven't been good at one anothering in the past, but we're getting better at it now. Now that we can't get together, we're trying to get together more than ever. Amen. Glory to God. This is this is what we're looking for. The body of Christ is waking up. Hallelujah. This is a time of awakening. We've been hearing about awakening that was coming to this nation. I believe we're seeing the beginning of that awakening in this hour. So guys, allow God to work in you that new wineskin. Let him break off of you the forms of tradition and and the mindsets of the past. He's doing a new thing in our midst. We've not been this way before, but also be ready and, and understand there are New seasons that are ahead of us, glory to God. and we be, need to be willing to to have that ability to hear what God is saying in that time and hear what his prophets are saying. Amen. Uh, Pastor Cindy, I want to turn it back over to you.
0: Jean, thank you. It's funny because I have the same basic word just in a different perspective. Uh, so uh, God is fun. I loved what um, I don't know who said it when they were praying where we think ourselves happy. And uh and I think that that's like something we need to have taped onto our walls, onto our mirrors, onto our computers, onto our car windshield that says we think ourselves happy because it's not uh we're pretending. It's we are pulling out of the deep well that God has put in us. There's joy in that well that God has put in us. So we can find Happiness. We can find contentment. We can find wellness in that. Uh, that was not what I was going to say, but I, I, ha- I ha- wrote that down. I had to add to this. Uh, this morning when I woke up, I woke up um, and I just said, you know, good morning, Jesus. I was just praying and blessing him, worshiping him. And, and immediately I had a vision. And uh, it was my third vision in, this month about stairways, about going up. And one of them I shared with you guys a couple of weeks ago, I want to share this one. And, um, but I'm going to start with the one he gave me a couple of days ago because it's what Jean's talking about. It's about the new wine skin for the church. So a couple of days ago, and then I'll share the one I had this morning, a couple of days ago, I was just praying in the spirit and immediately I saw this castle and, um, it was like a cathedral. It was all gold and it had those pointy tops like you see in, in big, uh, beautiful cathedrals of old. And um, it was very elaborate outside, but the inside was black and white. And uh, it felt very oppressive. And there were two men at a work table that had like the old timey uh, uh, work bibs on, and but their their eyes were very, like uh sunken in and very their faces were very sallow it was just a they were just stark looking and um as i was praying you know that the vision was going on and i just felt like i heard the lord say there is oppression inside my church and uh the people are held down by by tradition and allowing their lives to be godless and it says, time has come to break the power of the enemy's lies that is holding the church from their rightful place. And um, he said, my wave is coming through the body, cleaning house, calling my bride back to me. And as I was in the cathedral, it was black and white. And as I started going toward the back of it, the whole back side, the back wall of the cathedral was off. And as I went toward the back, it began to start filling with color. And as I went out the, the back walls where it was off, the back walls were also, it was just three-sided building. It was all bright, full of color. There was light, there was green, there was, everything was growing and, and brilliant. Um, and then this morning, the Lord showed me a white staircase for us to climb up. And at the top of the white, staircase was, again, this brilliance and this radiance and this purity, and um, I felt like the Lord said, it is a season to ascend, and I want to read a little bit out of Revelation 4, and I'll give you a minute to turn there, um, because he's changing our view of how we look at things. He's changing our view from this view of oppression and tradition, and Jean mentioned it earlier, Um, where we have an old wineskin, an old thought process, and he is renewing us, he is restoring us, he is cleansing our vision to see the way he sees. And in Revelations 4, I'm gonna read uh, 1 through 3, and then verse 10, it says, after this I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard like the sound of a war trumpet speaking to me and said, come up here and I will show you what takes place after these things. The Lord is calling us to ascend so we can see, you know, when we raise up above what is um, in front of us, then we're able to see further. And I'm telling you, as soon as I said that, I realized this is a repeating thing to me. You know, the first of the year, the, the whole message God gave me was to soar, to rise above. And, uh, God is calling us to rise above what we're used to, what is normal. So we're able to see in a whole different way. Uh, verse two, it says at once I was in special communication with the spirit and behold, the throne stood in heaven and one seated on the throne. And he, and he who sat there appeared like, uh, appeared like a jasper stone and a sardis stone and encircling the throne there was a rainbow that looked like emerald that had to be beautiful huh and then verse uh 10 it uh, i'm sorry yeah verse 10 it says the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and they worship him who lives forever and ever and they throw down their crowns before the throne saying worthy are you our Lord and God to receive the glory and honor and power for you created all things and because of your will, they exist and were created and brought into being. So as we are in this season of tremendous change, you know, the things that we thought were happening four weeks ago have either been put on pause or have been remodeled a little bit even as we thought about how we were going to move forward in church and doing some, uh, online, uh, web church, which we are moving toward, we thought it would all be live stream. But what we're realizing is there are 10,000 live streams you could watch this morning and you can do your dishes and cook and do all that while you're watching it. But there's a difference when you're looking at the face of the person that you're in community with, that you're in family with. It's different when you look across the screen. I have mine set up on multiple so I can see everyone who has their video on. It's different when you're able to say, oh yeah, there's Jen and there's Kevin and dad. It's different than being part of you know, the 100,000 live stream. And it's not better. It's just for us as the gathering, we feel like this is what we're called to do is stay connected as a family. And this is a possibility of our family growing in a different venue, but we're supposed to stay connected as a family. Um, and I just feel like right now that that's really important. And as we're called into the season of ascending, I want to go to the scriptures and Psalms, and, and we're going to turn to Psalms 121, because there's a whole series of songs of ascent and it starts in Psalms 120, and it goes through, I believe, 134. Yeah, they're called the Songs of Ascent. And I was I was reading my Hebrew Bible this morning, doing some research. Um, the sages, the priests have a whole list of reasons why they're called that. Pilgrimage to Jerusalem, the, the, uh, as they're preparing for the feast, all those different things, the festivals. Um, they, I think they had five or six different ones. But the one I felt was, like, applicable for us right now was they talked about um, that through these songs of ascent, um, they are intended to elevate God before us, to keep him in his rightful place in our hearts where we have, we're able to see his characters and his attributes. And if you read through those Psalms, I was reading through them this morning, it's Psalms 120 through 134. Just if you get an opportunity over the next week or so, just to start reading through them, uh, it's interesting how it prepares the way in our heart. It makes room for us um, by moving things out of the way that aren't aligned with God just even as i was reading through them this morning they draw us this morning out they draw us close to him um, they help us understand the pers- his perspective over what is happening in our lives cuz our perspective is very narrow and uh, you know a couple of weeks ago i think it was the last time we were all together got to give me a word uh, on a friday that um, the coronavirus was going to peak and then it would begin to dissipate and my i'm my very myopic picture was that we were talking about the us but what i didn't realize is that monday i think i got a email you know i get the email updates that said in wuhan china the coronavirus has peaked and has begun to dissipate so that word was really for where it began, what is happening and what we can look forward to. It didn't mean it was happening right now. And my whole point of this is God's perspective is much different than ours. And so many times what we receive from God is filtered through uh, our culture, it's filtered through our location. It's, it's filtered through a lot of different things. And I wanna read uh, once one of the passages out of Psalms 121 for us. Um, and just talk a little bit about that, because I do believe that God is, um, he's not taking us back to um, the basics. What he's doing is making sure that the basics are working in our heart. You know, sometimes we get ahead of, I was reading Revelation, uh, some of Revelation 2, and uh, in Revelation 2, it talks to the Church of Ephesus, and he, he says you know, I have all these things that I commend that you're doing, you've persevered, you've done all these things, but the one thing is you've lost that, that initial burning passion that, of love that you had for me, and he's like, you're doing all these great things, you're hating the false teaching, just like I hate it, you know, you're doing all these great things, but where's the burn of the love that you have for me, and that's what I think is part of this new wineskin, is stirring up, uh, uh, fanning the flame of fire of our love for him. And in, uh, I turned my page, but in Psalms 121, let me just read a little bit of that. Because we do a lot of good things and it doesn't mean we don't love him, but sometimes uh, our love for him is not the center of our focus. We do out of our love for him, but we forget to, Tell him how much we love him. We forget the worship part of it. We, we you know, with all the different things. Um, so Psalms 121, I'm starting in um, verse two. It says, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will guard you. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. You know, just even as I read this out loud, you know, where does our help come from? Yeah, the government's going to send us checks, and they're providing this, and that is amazing. But our, Lord, our help comes from the Lord, and he orchestrates how we're going to be taken care of. He's the one that moves heaven and earth on our behalf. He will not allow us to slip he doesn't sleep. He takes care of us. He is our shade and he protects us from all evil, not just a little evil here, a little evil there from all evil. And he will, he keeps our life. And I think as we begin to think about ascending, you know, um, uh, the other vision I forgot to tell you was Oh, no, I did tell you. It was just being on the top of these high stairs that was all white. It's all pristine. And I think that's where God wants our heart to be. That's where he wants our mind to be. He wants everything about us. God has built us from the inside out, that we have the capacity, even before we were born, he knew us. He had designed us. So we have the capacity to be built in Christ by Christ. And just like the new wineskin, you know, no matter what goes on, <clears throat> our strength, everything that we have comes from our core of being like a Lego. We're built by Christ piece by piece, uh, uh, short pieces for this, long pieces for this, everything about us, we are built by Christ. And, and God wants us to fan the flame of, of his love inside our hearts. And in this time of ascension, of, of, of going high up with him, you know, what does that actually look like in our every day? You know, how do we ascend? And we know, you know, the basics is we, we pray in the spirit. We, we pray with our minds. The word says that we read the word, we consume the word, and it becomes life inside of us. Um, there's one other scripture, you know, uh, let's look at Colossians 2. I mean, do you guys feel like God has been uh, calling you into a deeper place, calling you into a uh, 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 a longing of presence with him in this time? I'm getting yes some yes on this. Of course, we're all muted. So um, Colossians 2, I want to read 2 through 3 and 6 through 8. Uh, it says, for my hope that their hearts may be encouraged as they are knit together in unselfish love so that they may have all the riches that come from the full assurance of understanding the joy of salvation, resulting in a true and more intimate knowledge of the mystery of God that is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge regarding the word and the purposes of God. That's what God, that's what ascension is, is God is calling us into this um, intimate knowledge of Christ and all the hidden treasures of wisdom and that knowledge, which reveals to us the word and the purpose of God. And if we look at, we're not going to go there, but if we go to uh, 1 Corinthians 2, it talks all about that, how we, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. But it's been revealed to us that is Christ is the mystery. But through that, the Holy Spirit gets the deep things of God and reveals it to us. And that is, to me, that is the season we're in. We're having these deep revelations of God revealed to us we're having this fire, uh, this stoked inside of us where um, there's a fresh burning. We've, we've thrown some fresh wood on the fire and there's this fresh burning inside of us of just passion and desire of, of what God has for us. Uh, verse six, it says, um, therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, walk in union with him, reflecting his character in the things you do and say, living lives that will lead others away from sin. I think that is so powerful. Uh, In everything we do and say, we're actually leading lives that make others turn from their sin. Having been deeply rooted in him and now being continually built up in him and becoming increasingly more established in your faith, just as you were taught, And overflowing in it with gratitude. God is so faithful to us. So I feel like now, um, you know, I I, kind of heard this word. It says, you know, flexibility in, in what's going on right now is not the same as compromise. You know, we're not compromising on who God is and what He's told us and what we believe that what we believe his word says to us and outside of the walls of the church which lives in us we are the church they're wanting us to believe something other than God's report they want us to say well you know things aren't happening the way we think it should happen so God's not doing what he should do because of this and because of that you know we've heard the argument of um I've even heard, you know, uh, we go through the process every time something happens that it's God's fault, and and I've heard that discussion, you know, uh, that they want to put all this on God. Well, what we have to realize is that God's word is the is the truth that comes behind us. God's word is what gives us the the uh, focus on being built up in Him, and regardless of what it looks like on the outside, we are built as people of God. We are built with Christ in us. Uh, We are built with everything we need according to his word. We are built with a, a body of believers who are moving the kingdom forward even as this says, even in what we say and what we do, as we move forward during this season, we are actually leading people into repentance away from their sin. And I think that's the surprise of the harvest that we're not even going to realize. Even as someone shared, you know, that uh, their friend is checking in to see how we're doing because we've prayed for them. You know, there's, there's something about this season and this time just being steady in who we're built in that will be a part of the um oh i I can see it in my head but i can't come up with the word uh of the harvest that is happening right now that's so good god is so good that's really powerful to think about think about everything you're doing and everything you're saying Uh, in Christ is leading people to repentance to turn from their sin that's a powerful assignment that God has given us amen okay I have one other scripture I want to read and then we'll be done here Colossians 3 and uh it's verses 1 through 3 Okay, therefore, if you have been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above, the heavenly things, not on things that are are on the earth, which have only a temporal value. For you died to this world and your new, real life is hidden with Christ in God. Amen? I'm telling you. Um, I think we ought to grab a hold of that word that uh, everything we do, everything we say is leading people to repentance, is leading people to the power of God. And I want us to pray and uh, as we know, and just really think about how I want us to pray, um, you know, as we close, because our real life is hidden in Christ. And he's built our body, our soul, and our spirit to live in this world that exists in heavenly places, exist built in Christ. So, okay. Yeah, pray for us and uh, normally we would all stand but uh we don't have to
1: because if we all
0: stand, I'll see our belly buttons right <laughs> but you know god is for us god has this covered he has us covered uh we are a family and um uh, god is going to do some new things that are um we probably won't even recognize it in many places. Then all of a sudden we'll be like, hey, this is a whole shift, a whole new paradigm, a whole new thing that God is doing. And so uh, we just grab a hold of him and we are just joyful for God. And we just pray for, gosh, everyone who doesn't know him to see what we say. So Father, we just thank you for uniting us. And God, we thank you that, you we are built by you we aren't built by a hospital we're not built by ford we're not built by anything but design and we are built for you so that you can inhabit us that that your power overflows in us that your love is like a fire so deep inside of us and lord where uh our fires may have dulled out a little bit. We know that they've never extinguished. So God, we're just asking you to throw the fire, uh, the kerosene of the Holy Spirit onto that fire and just uh, burn up in us, Lord. Just create this whole new uh, passion and fire. Um, you know, I was thinking about, Lord, I just keep seeing, you know, when you get married, you have that new, new fire. And then over years, sometimes that fire becomes uh, just the knowing of each other. But God, I'm I'm asking for a honeymoon stage where where there's just a new fire inside of us, this desperation, yes. to be together, Lord. And, and Lord, I just see that we are built, uh, with the armor on us. We are built with the power in us. We are built to be able to do anything that we see the Father. And you've given us the ability to see. You've given us the ability to see that to whatever the assignment is. So God, in everything we do, in everything we say, let it be uh, the aroma that turns people from their sin. And turns them to, to repentance, to accept in you, Jesus, as Lord and Savior. Father, thank you for the fire of our family. Thank you, God, that there's a new wineskin, that we are are anxious and excited and overwhelmed um, with what we're doing. And I just thank you that uh, through all of this, through each day, through each day, there are new opportunities, uh, new positioning, new thoughts, uh, new revelation, new dreams, new visions, uh, new ascension that you want to be a part of. Just have your way. Lead us down that path of ascension, of seeing, of really being able to receive the fullness that you have with us in this season. And as Jean said, the preparation that has been done during this time in order for um, um, a whole new paradigm to come out for us. Open up our minds, push us out of our boxes, and uh, let us just be flexible uh, without any compromise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So sweet family, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. For more podcasts like this and to connect with me, go to my website, cindy stewartcom And remember, you are the best investment you can make.